Welcome to the Mechanical Room, a Centrotherm production focusing on all things in and around the HVAC industry. And now, your hosts, Michael Sakaris and Matthew Price. Joining us, it is the fifth episode of the Mechanical Room. Time flies. We were just uh, talking about this just before we got online. Man, this year is flying by. Uh, today we've got uh, two uh, two things that we want to talk about. Number one, and as always, we have uh, show us your pipe, our uh, promo for really nice installs, and then we have a uh, a manufacturer's rep that is going to join us, integral part of the value chain and how product gets to market. And again. It's important to understand everything in and around the mechanical room, products, how the products get there. And again, the reps are, are critical. So Matthew, welcome. Uh, excited to see you. Uh, how are things? Uh, things are, as you said, pretty crazy. It's wild. It's crazy that this is our fifth episode already. Um, but I, I am excited for this one for the reasons that you've already mentioned. So we're doing something new this time with the Show Us Your Pipe segment. We're going to bring in the guest who was sort of instrumental in bringing that installation to life. Uh, our friend Eddie Dombrowski of California Hot Water Supply, Cal Hot to the initiated and people in the know. Uh, Eddie is a friend to Centrotherm and uh, you know a friend of ours. Um, and uh, he submitted these photos that, that are the winners. Um, and he's going to tell us all about the contractor and where it's located and all that kind of stuff coming up. And he's the first person to be a part of that segment. So that, that's fun. Um, it's new, new ground. And hopefully we have a little bit for us, right? He's going he's gonna to tell us all about the job. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's hopefully something we can expand a little further. I, I love getting fresh faces as much as I adore you, Mike. It's, it's nice to get a, get a, you know, uh, an, an outside um, voice into, into the room. Right. So, so Eddie's going to come on and do that segment with us and, uh, and introduce us to a, to a really nice uh, Ray pack installation. And, and then, as you mentioned, we have a rep this time around. So we're keeping it with that mechanical room and mechanical room adjacent addressing and discussing something that's that we haven't had on yet so we've had a contractor literal guy turning the wrenches in the mechanical room we've had an ad executive who deals with all the different types of people in the value chain that are trying to get their messaging out around the hvacr industry and then we had the president of hardy so far talbot g who's of course a, a distributor organization um that sort of oversees and works with pretty much everybody in the value chain, including us. So today we turn to uh, a rep from the Gooding Incorporated, Matt Gritman. He's the NYC Long Island guy for Gooding. And um, he's gonna give us a fresh perspective on, on what happens for reps as they work as an intermediary between the contractor and the distributor and the manufacturers, sometimes the homeowners. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what he's got to say um, about his part in all of this. So thank you for that uh, introduction. So uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's bring Eddie on. Uh, let's get him in. Welcome back to the Mechanical Room. And for this, the May edition of the Show Us Your Pipe segment, we are breaking new ground. We're going to bring in a guest who is instrumental in the installation of this uh fascinating and interesting and must i say i will say well photographed 
uh, installation here. So without further ado, we're going to welcome in Eddie Dombrowski. He is, I believe, the president, owner, Grand Poobah, the big cheese at California Hot Water Supply. And uh, Eddie, hey, it's wonderful to see you. Um, you know, full disclosure, uh, Eddie's a good friend to Centro Therm and a good man. We, I'm a personal friend, uh, you know, to, to Mr. Mr. Dombrowski. And uh, we'd love to uh, welcome you into the mechanical room here and, and love to hear a, a little bit more about this installation. Hey, great. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, we'd like to talk a little bit about the, the project that uh, we worked with that was uh, located at the Cal State University of Los Angeles. Uh, the contractor, uh, or excuse me, the uh, engineer that was uh, working on this project was uh, CMI, which is uh, Critchfield Mechanical Incorporated. Uh, the uh, project manager that was working on this job was uh, Luke Emery, um, and it was um, the piping job was for a couple uh, Raypack uh, H7206X verses, uh, and it was a eight-inch uh, interflu system that they had the opportunity to put in in the uh, system. And getting some feedback from the guys, they were so excited to work with this product. They loved the fact of that the, the pricing, not only was it great, but it was such an easy installation for these guys to put it in. And they are so happy with it that they're really looking forward to using it in the future and putting on some more projects that they have coming up in the near future. So what, what do they normally use, Eddie? Do they, are they normally a PVC user or metal user? What are they using in the past? Have they well, used that's, a, that, that's a great question, Mike, because when I was talking to him, we brought up the fact that he said that not only about the pricing factor, but it's a lot cheaper than, you know, double wall or, or stainless, you know, stainless steel venting. And just think about it from an installation standpoint of view for a uh, contractor that it's probably cheaper on the workman's comp because you most likely will might get a, a finger slit or cut based on the stainless steel or V venting that, you know, with central therm, it's a lot easier uh, to work with. Uh, and not only is it uh, not only is it uh, safer, but time savings, you know, labor wise for these guys, it's a much better product to be used versus the other guys. Uh, well, Eddie, your uh, your check is in the mail, clearly. Um, so, uh, no, no. Um, obviously, we are that is uh, that is all unprompted stuff. Um, you know, the focus really is on the contractors and the hard work that goes into the mechanical room that make the the whole installation. Um, what it is and these photos are, are great and you can see you know some great workmanship that goes so far beyond our product but of course we want to thank you for uh, those kind words as well um, I mean naturally we're showcasing uh, the Interflu product on these on these fine installations but it's not the only thing that we're concerned with so uh, I mean it's just a great job all around uh, you said this was at a the Cal State is that what you said yeah Cal State University uh, excuse me Cal State University of Los Angeles is where it's located at Fantastic. That's great. Workmanship yeah. um, is great. I mean, I'm looking at these photos. I mean, the support is, is nice. They put in, you know, some uh, uh, probes, test probe. I mean, it's a well-installed job. Uh, three individually run units. It's and that is a 10-inch diameter, if, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, it was a, actually 8-inch diameter on this eight one. Inch diameter. So still, uh, you know, in the big and the larger size diameter stuff. So, um, well, Thanks so much. Um, we're we're so glad you come on and talk about this uh, as its own. You know, you're the first guest we've had on on this particular segment. So uh, we thank you for your uh, your involvement and the kind words, and also sharing those photos. Are those? Did you? Are you the cameraman on those pictures? Uh, I am not, unfortunately. So let's give the photo credit to where it's due. Who did those come through? Is that through the contractor? Uh, that's from the contractor. Excellent. And his name again is. 
uh, Luke Emery with uh, Cluttrell Mechanical. And uh, Calhoun appreciates you guys giving us the opportunity to come on today. Uh, being the Central Therm guys we are in Southern California, if we can help you out here in Southern California for any Central Therm products, please don't hesitate to give us a call. We'll be glad to help you guys out with any of your future projects. All right, so I'm going to clip that out, and uh, we'll have a new radio commercial um, when we're all said and done there. So uh, we'll be right back with Matt Gritman of Gooding Incorporated. Uh, Eddie, you keep it real. Great, uh, great having you on. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, make sure you send. Hey, thanks for having us, and make sure you guys send out those uh, T-shirts and products for my guys over at Crutcher Mechanical. It's really like to have some good They're going to be getting some shirts like this, maybe a hat like this. You know, uh, indeed, indeed, they will, they will be well supplied and uh, well outfitted. So thanks again. This has been the May edition of Show Us Your Pipe. Welcome back to the Mechanical Room. And once again, it is time to turn to the tutelage of external forces and welcome in a guest. <laughs> Today, we're going to welcome in Matt Gritman. I came to under, uh, to know this man based on Instagram of all places, you know, Instagram in the HVAC community, but that is how I saw uh, Matt posting his installations that he's working with through contractors in the New York City area. Matt works for David Gooding Incorporated. Uh, that they're headquartered in Brockton, Massachusetts, with uh, representation throughout New England, New York, Mid-Atlantic states. Uh, Matt covers Long Island and, uh, and New York City, and I guess you get up into Westchester too. I'm going to ask you about uh, one of my favorite breweries that you seem to went to uh, <laughs> just uh, in a bit here. Uh, Gooding is an active member in leading state and organizations such as ASA, the Waterworks Association, ASPE, which we are members of as well and uh, PHCC, which of course we are involved in as well. He's got a resume that is 20 plus years in the plumbing field, 10 plus years as a plumbing business owner, uh, and he's worked for Gooding for two years. And a little personal tidbits, you are, uh, you are like some of our own internal guys in as much as you like motorcycles, and you are a golf fan. So that is the rundown on Mr. Matt Gripman. We welcome you to the mechanical room. And uh, Mike, say hello to our guest. Matt, a pleasure to have you uh, have you on. Uh, I guess my first question that I would kick off is kind of an open-ended uh, kind of question statement is, uh, number one, reps are very important to us. They're near and dear to our heart. That is part of our strategy to get product to market. Uh, but in your words as a rep, what does a, what does a rep do? What is your day-to-day? -day? What are you trying to accomplish as a rep agency? So as a rep in my territory here, of course, the role as a rep changes, uh, again, depending on your product line. Uh, most of what I do is wholesaler support. I deal with a lot of the larger and smaller wholesalers. Uh, we also do contractor support, which again is your main of the business because it is the contractor and the installer that drives your sales. Um, I also do training. Uh, we do some technical support again for both the wholesaler and the contractor. And I also do some engineering as far as uh, engineering large jobs and, uh, you know, different specs for equipment. Cool. So I guess uh, maybe we should have opened with a kind of a uh, clarifying statement is uh, you are with Gooden, as Matthew said. However, you are not the central therm rep. So I am yeah, not. We, uh, you know, Matthew and I, of course, are with central therm and uh, our podcast, though, specifically around uh uh, material and how product gets to market and we by design we could have invited any one of our many great uh, uh, reps uh, but we 
intentionally said, uh, who's out in the market, does a good job, that is not one of our reps, so it doesn't become a commercial. Right. Yeah, indeed. And so thank you so much for, for being a part of this as well. And like I said at the top, um, I mean, I know of you largely because you're getting involved with the Central Therm social media as part of a network of growing HVAC you know, presence on social media. Which I, you know, I we love to see those installation uh, pictures and and just you know on the ground floor media that you help create. And as you know, we gave our show us your pipe winner uh, was one of your photographs from an installation in I want to say it was in Manhattan. Was it? Was, do you do you recall uh, that one? Big city plumbing and heating. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, how that came about? How and your relationship with those guys? Uh, so big city plumbing is one of our uh, you know top Navian installers, of course. Um, they were doing a job in Brooklyn. They had an apartment building. Uh, it's 39 apartments in the building. They were looking to go to a high efficiency system compared to what was in the building now. So basically, we started from the ground up with you know figuring out hot water fixtures and then uh, you know seeing how many we were going to need to supply that demand. So did you do a lot of that engineering? How how and and I guess this is a, gen a general a general question for for jobs like that. You mentioned engineering. Um, how much do you do? What do you do on the engineering side as you sort of play referee between contractor, distributor, manufacturer? Uh, so as far as the job itself, it starts with, of course, counting up your domestic hot fixtures, uh, what temperature output you're going to need for those fixtures. And then once you have the fixtures, it's literally taking, you know, fixture unit numbers, two gallons per minute, and then figuring out how many units you're going to need. Um, after that, it's I basically put a material list together for the contractor with the basic equipment. You know, I can't give them everything, but I give them their basic stuff, and then uh, you know they go from there. So you're doing mostly capacity sizing then, trying to figure out the diameter of the vent system that goes along with it, and the other, you know, associated sizings that go into a job like that. Correct, and uh, most manufacturers in their manuals will have you know venting and sizing charts. And then, of course, it's, you know, making sure it's going to work, the vent leg's going to work, how many elbows, how many turns. Do, do you think that the uh, the way that the, the trends in the market are going, do you think that contractors know venting well, or is that something that uh, they need to be, you know, maybe educated a little bit more? We um, all, I know your venting is the toughest thing on the job. Is that what you see? Venting is definitely the toughest thing on the job. Um, you know, before I was an actual rep, you know, of course, with Navian, um, yeah, I was installing Navian for about 10 years and then becoming a rep, you know, venting is still, even though we're, you know, 12, 15 years into the product being in this country, venting is still an issue. And it's not just an issue, Navian, it's an issue across the board with any of the high efficiency stuff. Um, as far as getting spacing and making sure your intake and exhaust are far enough apart. And of course, where the vent is coming out of the building, whether it's a sidewall, rooftop, et cetera. So is that more difficult in today's game because uh, the appliances are are more efficient and thus it requires a different type of material, uh, you know, and you have to kind of get away from the traditional or what makes the venting, um, you know, sort of the difficult uh, wild card, if you will, in that type of installation. And uh, are there are there yeah. any other products that go along with that that are also kind of funky um, as the technology evolves, like, you know, the gas fittings or valves, pumps, et cetera? Well, every, everything gets sized according to what load you have as far as, uh, you know, whether you're doing straight tankless units, whether you're doing tankless with storage, uh, what size storage tank, what size pump you're going to need for it. Everything kind of gets figured into the equation. Um, the biggest thing I see with venting is you go into some of these older houses, older buildings, you have a centralized 
um, you know, mechanical room and to try to get either your length through the roof or through the outside of the building, then take into account windows. Everything becomes a factor and that's what's becoming harder and harder. On a new construction job, very easy. On some of the older retrofits, it becomes a little more difficult. Your, your team at Gooden, uh, and what do you see in the, in the overall market? But do, are you doing that uh, quoting, or do you have a team that you hand it off to? How does how does that system, you know, the, the team come together to provide, uh, you know, service uh, for your contractors? Uh, as far as providing service, we're pretty much doing most of the engineering down here. And then, of course, with uh, your manufacturers, they have their own engineering teams, spec drawing, stuff like that. We always have the support and, and people to turn to for help. Excellent. Um, so you had mentioned, uh, so obviously we're, we're discussing the specificities and training is a big part of ironing out any confusion and getting there. So uh, on your fabled Instagram, which by the way, everybody should go and, and follow, it is at uh, NavianGuyNYC. Um, lots of great stuff there, including some recent training that you did at the, at the Captain Lawrence Brewing, which is in my neck of the woods, my old stomping grounds, Westchester County. I'm from New Rochelle. That's in Pleasantville, New York. Great, great brewery. Um, just tell us a little bit about that contra uh, that training. You know, how do you get that done? Who shows up to that? What do they walk away with? We're, we're always, we, we love training. Obviously, most manufacturers do. Um, you know, you seem to be having good success. Give us some tips. Uh, well, of course, you know, getting through the pandemic, it's finally good to get out and be able to do some training in person, in public. Um, you know, the webinars are good, but webinars are only going to go so far. And again, guys want to get out and, and people. Um, as far as a training like that, that was actually organized by a wholesaler um, through one of my other uh, partners who handles Connecticut, which is Fred. Uh, that was arranged by him through the wholesaler. The wholesaler set up the whole event. And basically the guys came in, they get training, it's free. Uh, they got a meal. They got a couple of beers, of course, because it was the brewery. Did you and, have any uh, of those beers? No. Did you Did you get to sample did, some of the I wares there? Afterwards. Afterwards, excellent. All right. Afterwards, of course. <laughs> I, I am a fan of that place. I've been there a few times. Um, you know, they uh, when you get lucky, you see them. Uh, you know, they have some distribution up here a little bit, and you know, sort of in the surrounding areas around Westchester. So it's always a nice treat when you find Captain Lawrence on there. So you know, uh, I would say to contractors or, or other reps listening here, try to get in on those trainings at the breweries, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right listen, uh, we do breweries, we do restaurants, we do uh, you know outdoor events. There's always you know some type of different training you can get involved with. Totally, yeah. And you mentioned the pandemic. Um, so we're kind of, you know, cross your fingers on the, on the tail end of this. Maybe it's sort of in the rear view now. Um, during that period, how were you doing exclusively webinars? What were you doing differently to disrupt in that in that weird time where we're all kind of like frozen in the in, in the box? Uh, well, we were off the road, of course, staying in touch with our wholesalers, in touch with contractors. Um, you know, I think everything was shut down for about a month or two, and then people started having to get back out and work. And you know, in the in the plumbing industry. You, everybody needs a plumber. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You're still going to need a plumber. Things still need to get done. Heat still needs to work. Water still needs to be hot. So any way you look at it, guys, we're you know getting back out in the field. What are you but, seeing um, from your from your uh, distributors in your market? Are they back to where they were? Are they back but in a different way? Maybe how's uh, how's that look in the field? Uh, the distributors I deal with. Um, you know, it's still a little hesitant. Some places are still taking temperatures, walking in the door. 
Um, other places are pretty much open. Some are still, you know, have to wear a mask walking in. But other than that, as far as business, business is, you know, definitely picked up. And I think with Long Island, especially, it's more of the, uh, the outflux of everybody from the city that's now buying houses out on the island. Everybody's starting to renovate. And, you know, right now, Nassau County, Suffolk County, the East End, especially um, out in the Hamptons, the North Fork, everything's busy in construction out there. So that would be commercial and residential, really. Correct. Do you see yeah, one? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Matthew. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, do you, do you see one a little bit more aggressively returning than the other? Is the residential popping back now because uh, there's so many question marks about commercial office space? Uh, you know, we we hear all about how how the you know the the paradigm of office work is slightly changed now. Uh, is that what you're seeing? Uh, on the island here, we are seeing a little more. Uh, we're seeing some commercial. But definitely more residential. And is it because due, due to that sort of flux, the evolution of the office space, a lot more remote employees uh, staying that way? I don't know how, how everybody's going to wind up staying home. You know, there's some jobs you can do from a computer, and there's some you can not do from a computer. And I think some operations, you know, in general are just realizing both ends of it. So you're one of those guys that need to get out, I'm guessing, from that sort of tone. You wanted to get back on the road as soon as possible. Yeah, I have trouble sitting behind a computer all day. <laughs> yeah, you said earlier, two months in, he was out, he was back out. So he, there's no dust under his feet. Indeed. So, uh, so all right. So, how about we we talk about more of a general sort of day for you? Um, you know, you wake up. Are you at a job site almost all the time? Are you in the wholesaler? Is it all of the above? All of the above. My my day pretty much starts at about you know six thirty in the morning. Go ahead. Think of it, you're giving a sales pitch to future reps, uh, salespeople for reps. You know, why is your job so exciting? <laughs> it uh, isn't exciting. Well, they, they might not want to hear my day at that point, but. <laughs> <laughs> I find it exciting. And again, some, some, days, some days are long. Some days are short. Sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's busy. And it kind of equals itself out in the end. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, you know, my, my day pretty much starts, uh, you know, 630 in the morning. I'm on the computer looking at emails, answering emails. Uh, I'm usually out of the house sometimes by eight, maybe it's by nine by the time I get any of the office stuff taken care of. And then again, it's seeing the contractors, seeing the wholesalers and uh, and going from there. Do yeah. You, so do uh, you personally spend any time with engineers, uh, you know, with specification work, given that you do both resi and commercial or not so much? Uh, again, we deal with the wholesaler. We deal with the tractor, the installer, the engineer, the architect, uh, sometimes interior okay. designers, which we don't like getting them involved, but sometimes you have to. <laughs> so from a rep perspective, uh, you know, I was on the, um, the Gooding website, just looking at the line card and stuff. And there's, you know, some very familiar names, of course, on there. Um, what, what's something that a manufacturer does from a rep perspective that you like, and it could be any of those lines. Uh, and what's something that you don't like? This is something we we ask uh, contractors often. Um, we also, you know, this is this is a, you know, full disclosure. This is sort of a question <laughs> format that I that we ask pretty much all the guests, so we can get right. a perspective on what manufacturers do. And of course, the experience of a rep with a manufacturer is different. It's more of a partnership than a rep and a distributor, which is more of a you know a B two B kind of customer relationship. So as as a manufacturer's representative. Um, What's something that a manufacturer does that irritates the living hell out of you? And what's something you're like, these guys got it together, 
it's uh, very smooth. I love working with these guys. Uh, as far as annoying things, I really haven't gotten crazily annoyed. I can be honest with you. We have, uh, you know, we have some greatness. Everybody works well together. And the best part about the manufacturers is you're, you're absolutely correct. It is a partnership. Um, we're getting the support from them. They're getting the support from us. We let them know what's going on in the field. They let us know where they're at with manufacturing, new products, design, stuff like that. So shout out a customer service person, a technical support person that you work with at a, at a different line that you want to give kudos to right now. Somebody who helps you out on your day-to-day. -day. On my day-to-day, -day, I would say uh, I speak to you know guy at Heatflow. Heatflow? Excellent. And what does he do and for course, you generally? Uh, Oh, uh, he's uh, in charge of sales with Heath and uh, definitely a good go-to as far as uh, doing some of the engineering and spec work. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's what we try to do also as, you know, as a manufacturer is help out with that spec, do the, the really technical stuff. Obviously, the manufacturers should be the experts and you are more of a, um, you know, a mouth, boots on the ground, you know, speaking mouth, <laughs> boots on the ground, <laughs> hands and eyes in the field, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good, yeah. that's good to get that support. Um, so, Guy, keep up Every, the good work. Every manufacturer that I work with has great people, you know, behind them. Um, I haven't had any issues whatsoever. So giving a shout out to one is kind of tough. Everybody's great. Fair enough. So in well, your the, by the way that the market is right now, there, you know, you hear talking to distributors, talking to our reps and other reps, you hear that the market is really crazy tight right now. It's busy. Availability's tough. Are you experiencing that from from your end? Uh, what are you What are you seeing? Uh, I think every manufacturer right now is feeling it. Um, you know, my advice to any wholesaler right now is really to have a 60 to 90 day ahead inventory. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the best we can really do between, you know, shipping, trucking, ports, uh, strikes. Everything is taking this industry a little crazy right now. Is this the most volatile time in your 20 plus years in the field? Uh that I've seen on both ends, probably. Really? Is there anything else that comes to mind as a memory? So it's like, I'm a young guy in this field, right? And I don't have the historical whatever, um, you know, to, to look back on. Maybe Mike, you can comment as well. Although Mike comes from a, a sort of parallel uh, field. Any Anything jumps out as similar? Because I mean, everywhere we turn, there's a new, there's a, I mean, a literal act of God sometimes happening that's that's causing disruption. Well, I think that last act of God for us around here was uh, right after Hurricane Sandy. Uh, basically decimated the island, of course, because we got water on the north and south shores. Sure. Um, you know, getting boilers, getting sheetrock. Uh, sheetrock was probably one of the biggest issues. Yeah, for, That's for me, looking, looking back in history, there are two things that stand out for me. And I, by far, I think, not to say that the other things were not, you know, tragic or, or difficult, but the, this one was overall was a struggle. Uh, but the two things that stand out for me was 9-11. Uh, because I had responsibility for the city at the time, and we had a lot of people in the field, technicians in the field, uh, service people right. in the field, and you know that immediacy, and then trying to, you know, where are all the the, the people? You know, we had, you know, we were doing several jobs down uh, at the trade center. Matthew, you heard my story, uh, you know, about the Solomon Smith Barney building, the city Citibank building. Now, I was there a week before. That one was was tough in a different way. And then from a you know financial perspective, it was, you know, what was it, 2007, the Lehman Brothers, uh, you know, uh, debacle and just the uncertainty financially. Uh, but none of them really, 
the scope, the impact, the long-term effect of it. Uh, you know, COVID maybe just fresh, but this last year has been, uh, you know, uh, challenging in a lot of different fronts. Certainly. So, well, what kind of motorcycle you ride? Let's shift gears completely. <laughs> I have a 2006 Harley Street Glide. Is that like a big? Ch I mean, I don't know. So neither Michael That's and I. A, our bit our real motorcycle guys although we have several motorcycle enthusiasts on the central therm team this is all that they talk about whenever we do fun fun fact yeah yeah whenever we do fun fact it's like oh this guy rides a harley that guy rides a harley they're both riding their harleys up and down you know uh is that a big chopper is that a big like a uh, hog on the road what kind of what kind of bike is uh that? it's a it's a touring bike uh you know no bags um i have what's called a pizza box trunk on the back okay uh, it's like a smaller smaller tour pack very thin so you're okay. taking those on like a road trip and going somewhere, uh, or are you getting out on the highway and just kind of enjoying it on a, on a nice like blue sky afternoon too? Oh, uh, just getting out on the highway and enjoying it. Excellent. Just just being out in the air and being able to ride, it's a good way to clear your mind. Just get out of everything else and enjoy yourself. Excellent. Does uh <laughs> does the the fan of the internal combustion engine do you also enjoy like jet skis and stuff like that? It's like a natural uh, uh know, progression. I really never really was never into jet skis. Really? Okay. I've never, I've never yeah, been I, on a motorcycle. I grew, up, I grew up more into, you know, cars and drag racing and let's just say it's street racing. Okay. Um, after that, stop putting money into cars and started putting money, in, putting money into the bike. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, you can just say yes or no, and we don't have to go any further than this, but like <laughs> you ever get away, getting away with crimes doing drag racing stuff. That stuff is not legal. is uh, it? I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's hilarious. We told we told Matt at the beginning of the show that uh, if he ever had to plead the fifth, he was free to do so. So it's interesting that he chose that one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, also, okay. So your other your other. Do you make it up to upstate New York? I mean, we've got a lot of you know uh, Harley and bike events that go on here. You know, in Saratoga Springs and Lake George, it's like a destination for for bikers. Do you make it up here? I uh, haven't done it yet. I definitely plan on doing it. Um, you know, I have been down to Daytona. I was down in Daytona for a couple of years and definitely enjoyed it down there. Um, but I haven't really done much in the Northeast. Okay, fair enough. I believe it's Biker Week right now in Myrtle Beach. And the only reason I know that is because Memorial Day weekend is Biker Week. And, and uh, I used to go down there randomly because my father was never able to rent the properties because uh, it was all a big motorcycle party. So, uh, you know, my father was never able to rent the condos because uh, right. the place was not, it didn't rent to bikers because of some of the inherent stereotypical stuff that <laughs> comes with that uh, that demographic, right? So so we as a family would take our, like, you know, our family vacation at that time. So we wouldn't go out to the road, then see these giant convoys, the Harleys and the crotch rocket type bikes and stuff. It was actually, I mean, it was quite a scene when I was 10 or 11 years old watching this parade of, uh, you know, bikes just everywhere at times. It's really um, an interesting stuff. So you've you've participated in those big rides up and down the strip, you know? I've done a couple. Um, truth be told, when you're riding with a lot of those big groups, some people shouldn't be on bikes. Some people uh, should. Sometimes it's, you know what, I'm breaking away from the group because I just don't feel like being in this mess. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can see that. Um, I, I will say that sometimes it wasn't necessarily even about the bike. It was about like the unclad woman on behind the driver. Um, I mean, that's seriously what it was at times. I mean, it was a lot to take in when I was like a twelve-year-old kid. I'm like, what are we? What's going on here? Uh, but that's all a true story. Um, and I'm sure you've witnessed that in Daytona as well. The climate is warm. It's suitable for um, 
bikinis and such. Lighter, lighter. Uh, you, lighter. Could, you could witness that there anywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, so uh, it says ten years as a plumbing business owner to get back get back on track here. Now I'm assuming you don't do that as much or at all anymore now that you work as a rep. But were you were you were just an installer, like as you said, installing Navian? Was that a you know macro in plumbing enterprises or what, how how are you doing that? Uh, that was under a, you know, company name. I was basically an installer, uh, doing, you know, all different types of boilers, mostly Navian. Uh, I also did a lot of high end, uh, plumbing, um, you know, multiple fixtures, stuff like that. Bathrooms, kitchens, whole houses. And that was used like running a solo operation. Uh, pretty much. Excellent. Do you, do you oh, miss oh. it sometimes? Do I miss it? Um, I don't business end. Once in a while, I do miss the, uh, you know, like we're talking about now, mechanical room. Going yeah. into a mechanical room, laying everything out, piping it out, looking at your finished product when you're done and knowing that you accomplished that. You know, it's funny. Um, hearing you say that bookends really nicely with how I even know you, right? Because you're still doing that. Maybe it's not you turning the wrenches in the mechanical room. Maybe it's the fellas at Big City or whatever. But, like, you have a hand in that. And when, you know, that beautiful diamond plate is installed, it looks quite nice <laughs> with those wall-hung boilers. And, and all, all the, you know, all the fittings are, are all done quite nice. And so you're still proud of that work, even if it's not you necessarily doing those, uh, you know, the press fittings and, and uh, sealing off everything in, in the system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because I know it's something I was involved with. It's something I helped design. And you just look back at it and go, you know what? I accomplished that. Fantastic. Uh, that sounds, that's great, man. Um, the thing about what right, you I do them now is, though, you, you still do it in a different level. You are bringing together all kinds of different products from, you know, the, the fittings, the appliances, the venting, the, you know, expansion tanks. You're still designing it you're working with the customer to provide a solution, but you just don't get the hands-on now. That's still rewarding, I would assume, to do all that other, you know, the ba the balance of the mechanical room from a higher level to make sure that you get your products there. Oh, ab absolutely, and my knees feel better, my shoulders feel better, I'm not in pain, so. <laughs> so you, mean to tell right me you weren't using the installation instructions as knee pads is what I hear happens in the field? <laughs> no, we have to. Not. Fluffier uh, installation manual, I think, if that's the case. What drove you uh, to put the tools down and pick up the computer? And what was the 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 uh, determining factor to make that change? Oh, Some guys, uh, you know, the business end gets a little stressful. Uh, you know, going week to week. Some weeks are great. Some weeks you're you know searching. Um, you know, with that being said, the opportunity kind of arose, and I just said, you know what, let's just do it. Never back. Indeed. So um, I got one last question, um, unless, Mike, you have something else. Okay. Fire away. So, so let's, uh, let's close on, on an uplifting and interesting piece of advice from, from a mechanical room veteran. What would you say to, to a, um, you know, what, what, would, what advice would you give a young plumber? What, what advice would you give somebody who's just starting out as an apprentice? Um, or a young junior salesperson at, at a rep agency? And, and is it the same thing that you might say that to them both? Uh, de definitely not the same thing. Um, on the plumbing end, it, it's a real simple statement and it's worked you know, great with guys I've had working with me through the years. You're either gonna carry somebody's tool bag for the real life or somebody's gonna carry yours. And that, that's a decision they have to make which way they wanna go with that. 
That's pretty. I mean, I like that. That's the Zen and the art of uh, turning wrenches in the mechanical room, right there. It's a, a bit of a Confucius esque kind of piece of advice. I like that. I will. That, I will remember that. The rep side, the same thing. You know, what what would you extend to the the young whippersnapper that's coming into the uh, into the rep agency? Well, I'll definitely go with what I was uh, I was told in the beginning. Um, be quiet. Listen. Listen and listen. That's good Another advice, I think. <laughs> I like it. And again, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was told when I took this job, uh, you know, by David himself, listen, it's it's going to take you, you know, two years. It's going to take you two years till you get your under you, you feel comfortable, you get moving, you have the clients, the customers, everything else. And you know what? He was absolutely right. That's good. Um, I uh, I think that is good advice. I mean, learning is is the key. That's what you're saying there, basically, is keep your mouth shut, keep your ears open, and uh, eventually, eventually, you get the you know the knowledge necessary to you know communicate whatever it is to sell that product, to tech support that product and stuff. So, uh, I mean, I, obviously, as as a, a an organization with a, a massive um, importance on training, we we you know certainly agree with that. You know, we train reps, we train distributors, train contractors, et cetera. So. Correct. And then, you know, going from going from, say, being a plumber to being a rep, you're going with that technical ability, just going into sales. Anybody could be a salesman. But if you don't have the technical ability behind it and kind of know the products that you're working with and the ins and outs of it, you know, you're better off. I think in my sense, I was I was a good fit coming into this. It also yeah. makes you credible with the people that you're working with. You you've done the job, you know. Uh, again, I, yeah, I've been there. I've done it and I can tell you all about it. Right, right. That's it. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for joining us here on the Mechanical Room. Uh, we can't thank you enough for giving us a couple minutes of your time to share with us, you know, all of your experience and stuff that that goes all over the place, all over the tri-state area and beyond on that motorbike, uh, motorcycle, uh, up and down the highway, and uh, and in each and every mechanical room, you know, from uh, from the Hamptons down to Brooklyn and and beyond, you know. So. Uh, Follow him, please. Navian Guy NYC on Instagram. Lots and lots of great installation photos. And of course, uh, thanks to David Gooding for giving us a thumbs up on this one as well. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as well. You guys have a great day. So that was great. A lot of good insight uh, from Matt and certainly a great install job uh, by Eddie and the gang there. So I guess that takes us to the end, Matthew. Uh, any uh, parting uh, last words or words of wisdom for uh, our illustrious fans out there? Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm glad that we're able to do this with such a wide variety of voices. Um, I mean, so Eddie, of course, is like a, you know, we would classify him as a value added reseller. Eddie's done contracting, he's done wholesale calls, he's done, he's done a little yeah. bit of everything. And of course, Matt is a installer for a long time, but now works as the, as the manufacturer's rep. So kind of continues the theme and the, um, you know, really the goal of this podcast, which is to kind of touch everybody. We're going to get into reruns pretty soon. We'll have a second contractor on or a second rep, but so far we've been able to keep it pretty fresh and interesting. So, um, I mean, that's, I think that's great and also allows for a really wide variety of content that we're, we're covering here. So, um, I mean, maybe we'll put out a call right now. So any code inspectors want to come on, let's do it. Fire marshals. We haven't had a fire marshal on yet. Um, I mean, 
you know, an OEM uh, representative, somebody who works for Visman, Lock and Bar, AO Smith, you know, Navian, something like that would be interesting, particularly in engineers and product development, I think would be great. I mean, that's what we're trying to cover here. And uh, I mean, I think we did a good job of that this month in particular with some new voices. Indeed, uh, we've got uh, a number of different guests that we've slated, again, expanding the reach into the mechanical room. Uh, so with that said, I think let's bring it to a close. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for episode number five. Shoot us any ideas. Certainly uh, shoot us your photos for Show Us Your Pipe. We'd like to give away some more swag. Uh, thank you. Go out and vent safely. And uh, that's it. Thanks very much. <laughs>